Hi, this is Dawn Shireen. This is my podcast, Chance Move Bipolar. So, um, I finally figured out, like, what was going on with the veneers and why I couldn't keep them in my mouth. So, um, now I'm breaking them in the right way, um, with, like, the right bonding agent and all that good stuff. So, um, this is my first true day with them actually in what I think is the right way, though I'm still not sure, so if I sound drunk, just know that I'm not, um, you know, as with all this tooth stuff that's been going on with me, every day is a new adventure with, um, you know, just talking and, and learning to break in veneers and fake veneers and all the stuff I've been doing, and, um, hopefully I got this right, because these are actually the true veneers and not the vampire teeth, as somebody in the house so affectionately called them. Um, which actually worked pretty good for me until I lost them in Payson last weekend, and I didn't lose them, I threw them away by mistake in Payson last weekend, so, um, you know, I had to, um, actually I ordered more vampire teeth, which came, and then I just kind of, when those teeth came with the same thing that the real teeth came with, I was like, oh, this must actually be something, I just had a hummingbird just fly right by my head, how amazing was that, um, so, uh, yeah, so just bear with me. I'm getting better, but there's still um, a little bit of slippage, and I might still have to use another form of bonding agent. And plus, when I made them, um, <laughs> this, is, this is so dawn, right? When I made them, I didn't actually set them on um, the cleanest surface to dry and harden. So there's hair in it from me. Okay, my hair, everybody. So um, all day I've been kind of like just taking them out and picking out the small strands of hair that are driving my tongue actually crazy. So, you know, but that's me, right? That's typical Dawn. I don't read the directions. I don't look at the instructions. And, um, you know, so for months I've been like buying all kinds of like C-Bond and all this stuff to keep these things in my mouth kind of properly, um, not being able to eat with them. I'm still not sure about that, but I can actually drink with them. Not drink, but, you know, I can have soda and coffee with these in my mouth now that I have to worry about, like, um, choking on them when they dislodge. So, we're doing better, okay? We're, uh, we're doing better. <laughs> so typical, right? So typical, Dawn. Um, Otherwise, I just kind of mentioned the Payson thing, and that was for Celebrate Recovery. Um, for those of you that have listened to the interview with Dustin, you know, um, well, you don't know everything, but you kind of know where I went. And um, so last weekend I was in Payson, Arizona, which is not too far from Flag, but like a totally different um, vibe. And I went there for a Celebrate Recovery meet and greet. That's not what they're calling it, but that's what I'm calling it. And um, actually... Got to hobnob with some pretty high up people in the Celebrate Recovery hierarchy, and um, actually was pretty amazed when I when these people came up to talk, and I was like, oh my gosh, this dude! I was just showing him my discipleship homework, and this dude! I was just talking about how I'm looking forward to um, you know learning more about CR and and moving up into a uh, what's the word? I don't know, moving up into a role, I guess, other than just being a participant. Um, which I'm, I will be soonly, 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 that's a good word, um, moving up into the, um, mental health champion role for FLAG for our chapter of CR, so, um, yeah, I mean, it's exciting, and it's more work, and, you know, I'm good with it, and I'm, uh, 
I'm kind of starting to figure out what my thing is all about here, but I'm still not sure. But either way, I'm still, um, you know, sticking to the mental health side of things and not totally just, um, you know, totally just changing everything about me in order to fill a role or fit a role or, um, you know, become something that I'm not, actually. You know, I guess that's really what I'm trying to get to. I'm not changing I'm sitting on a rock, so I'm trying to get comfortable, and actually, I'm really comfortable. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to re- keep my integrity and my authenticity and all that good stuff, while still moving into more leadership in different aspects of my life. And it's actually not as hard as it sounds, right? Um, because when you are authentically yourself, people know what they're getting. So when they offer you roles, you know, leadership roles or um, responsibility or trust or, um, you know, any of those things that we that we as humans just really want, um, it's not going to be a surprise to them when you do something a certain way or you act a certain way because that's who you are and that's what you've always done. And... Um, I think that once people actually learn to accept you as yourself and know that that's who you're always going to be and that you're not going to be, you know, you're not you're not going to be two-faced or, you know, as we've been learning about, double-minded, right? So you're not going to be saying one thing out of one side of your mouth and something else out of the other corner of your mouth and then coming out of the back of your head is something entirely different and nobody can believe anything you say or you trust that you're going to do the right thing or trust, period, you know, and um, I know with my bipolar that trust is super important for me. And I haven't really trusted anybody since Christopher died, truthfully. Even at the point before his death, I didn't really trust Christopher because, you know, he had given me plenty of reason not to. Uh, it doesn't mean I didn't love him. I still love him, even though he's no longer with us, you know. And I'm working on that. And I mean, I'm not ever not going to love him, but I'm working on... Um, I'm working on moving past the relationship I had with him so that maybe, maybe in some future date down the road, I can actually have another relationship with a man um, that is godly and correct and, um, you know, godly and correct are pretty much what it's going to have to be. So, uh, (laughs) I was going to say I might be setting myself up for failure, but... Not necessarily failure. And besides in the Bible, it says that God would prefer that we stay alone so that we could focus on him. So if I follow Bible context, then, you know, that's um, that's the actual perfect way to remain. However, I am a human being, and I really miss having someone in my life that... Um, not the sex, whoever just thought that or said that. That's not what it's all about. It's It's... It's a small fraction of what I want out of a relationship, and if that never were to happen again, I could actually live quite okay. Um, I miss the sitting down to dinner with someone, and I miss the hearing about their day, and I miss the, you know, watching stupid, stupid movies together, which, again, I don't do on my own. Um, I miss going places with somebody of a like mind, and um, not that I don't do that with the disciples, because we do do that, but I miss having my equal partner, you know, and, um, I'm not saying that Christopher was perfect by any way, shape, or form, because he was not, he was flawed, um, I was flawed, I still am flawed, but he was the last, 
he was the last person I had in my life, and he was the first person to actually treat me with respect um, up until the end, and um, he taught me what my value was as a woman and as a person and as a friend and um, as a peer, you know, and um, he taught me invaluable lessons that... I needed to know because I'd been living, you know, I'm 47, so I'm at first, so 45 years, um, wait a minute, 45, two. so 43 years when I met Christopher, wait, 53 years when I met Christopher that, um, I didn't actually know what it meant to be in a healthy relationship, and then towards the end, we were not in a healthy relationship, train, okay, sorry about that, um, <laughs> as you can well, you know, if you listen to the show for the past... How many months have I been in Flagstaff now? Five? Wow. Five-ish months? You know the tracks are my favorite place to come and do the show, um, or the mountain, which I'm, um, there's been a lot of wind lately, so the mountain is kind of a really bad place to try to do this show, um, and do anything, actually, like, homework and stuff, where it's just, it's, it's all bad. Um, it's still beautiful up there, and, you know, it's, it's always beautiful, but, um, the wind is all bad up there, and, uh, I found this, this is a new place I found today, and I really like it, so this might be my new, um, my new-ish home away from home right now. I just need to get, um, some stuff to make it a little bit more comfortable, because it is gravel, but it's close to the cottage, and it's, um, it's close enough to the street that I can actually see coming up on me, and, um, it's far enough from the tracks that I don't have to worry about anything like that, and this could be legitimately somebody's campground, um, you know, I'm not going to be hanging out here all the time, but, uh, I'm glad I found it today, it's actually nice, I'm sitting on this really cool rock, and I'm getting more sun, like, I probably don't need it, and, um, it's just a beautiful day in Flag today, you know, I mean, it, it is just absolutely beautiful day in Flagstaff, Arizona, and, um, I literally am so grateful to be here right now, it's time, it's, um, yeah, so, um, I was talking about Christopher, right? So I forgot kind of what I was saying. But um, anyway, until I'm... And this is just for me, and it might be for everybody else. But until I can work through him and what could be idolatry now um, around him, because the longer he is deceased, the more he becomes um, an idol. You know, he becomes something that he really wasn't, you know, your memory gets skewed after a certain point in time, and you just remember the good times, and, um, you know, not so much the horrifically bad addict times, although I do have the podcast as a, uh, history of everything, so it's kind of hard to deny that things were going on that were really not good in both our lives at the end, so, but I have to, um, what am I trying to get up? I don't know. I'm, I think I'm trying to say that, like, I have to get through all of it with him in order to be prepared to do anything, any form of relationship with anybody else, like, you know, intimate relationship like that. And I'm not talking sex again. I'm just talking intimate relationship with somebody where there's that trust and those values and that level of tr- trust. Again, see, trust keeps going up. So trust, it must be about trust. <laughs> and, um, you know, and wanting to be with somebody and friends and, um, you know, because Chris and I, if nothing else, we were friends first, and um, it made it made a key difference. Not to say that we didn't move into other things probably way too fast, but you know that was before I 
I knew exactly what I know now, so, you know, and I can't do that again like we did, but um, we were absolutely friends first, and it makes a difference when you move into a more, um, a more permanent relationship, I guess, although I, uh, anyway, I don't know, Christopher, Christopher is always probably going to be a small thorn in my side, you know, and um, trying to figure it out is just, I don't know, it'll take some time, and birds are warning me, there's a dude walking off of the sidewalk, so cool, Um, and anyways, don't attack him, and um, anyway, so, uh, (laughs) I got my guards around me, which is awesome, that could be Christopher, you know, I could be Christopher Bird, there was one before, so I don't see why there couldn't be one again, uh, so anyway, how do I even get onto that subject, um, I don't even know how I got there, um, yeah, how did I get there, I don't know, anyway, so, um, huh, pacing, CR, huh, um, I got a new roommate, um, I'm not gonna go into what happened to the old roommate, I kind of alluded to a lot of it last time, and I kind of maybe got in some trouble for what I alluded to, because, you know, even though there is freedom of speech, there is confidentiality, though I never said her name, or I don't think I've ever actually said exactly where I'm living, um, but I think I've said enough that if you wanted to, you could, like, kind of, kind of piece it all together, so, um, anyway, I got a new roommate, um, we are friends, we have been friends for a while, uh, she actually got my old bed, she had my old bed from down in the dorms, and I kind of suspected when this incident happened and this person left that it would open up the door for my friend to move in, so, um, she has, and it's not to say that this, too, isn't going to be fraught with some idiocy from time to time, um, probably mostly on my part, and, um, you know, how that goes, like, you know, two in a, two in a room is better than ten in a room, right, any day of the week, but, um, you know, living in intimate quarters with somebody like that, and, um, there's bound to be stuff come up, but, you know, I'm really grateful to have my friend upstairs, and, um, I really can't say too much about that, but I will be around to support her through whatever challenges she may face, and I certainly hope that it works both ways, because I could certainly use an accountability partner or somebody that is willing to step up from you when I start blowing crap up, you know, so... And, you know, and I had my I had my own room for a minute, which was really, really nice to have my own room for a minute and get it organized the way I wanted it to and somewhat clean. Oh, that's another situation altogether. I don't even know if I want to get into the house shit anymore because it's just like, you know, it's just going to always be there. House problems are just always going to be there because there's just it's always and this is the thing. It's always transient because downstairs are dorms and they're not long term people. They're people that come in homeless or some kind of domestic violence situation or um both and temporary stay while they get jobs or get their some some are court order but not a whole lot but um get that taken care of or get their kids back or you know get a job or did I say get a job or uh, resolve their marriage issues and find housing which in Flagstaff is at a premium I'm not gonna lie um Living in a shelter in Flagstaff is not unusual because rents are exorbitant and the way the real estate market is out here, um, people are paying over asking prices cash. 
and I don't think that's only in Flagstaff, I think that's a glut through all of the United States, but it makes finding affordable housing for, you know, people on disability or, you know, working moms or just people with really good two-income families that just can't pull off finding housing in Flagstaff. It's just, it's insane, and it will bottom out at some point because everything does, right? You can only go so high before it bottoms out, but right now... um, it's 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 just impossible. So um so it's very transient downstairs, and there's people in and out, and there's personalities, all personalities, all personalities that you could imagine, and there's clashing, and there's um just sometimes outright war with people who just honestly can't figure out how to just get along or ignore. And um, I've gotten really good at the ignore. So, you know, I, I don't know if that's a skill I've acquired or if it's something I always had and I've just honed it. But I've learned how to ignore really well and just walk away from situations. And I actually think that's super growth because I did not always do that. And even in the recent past, I wasn't above um you know, flipping the bird or under my breath saying some pretty un savory words to people but as time goes on I'm starting to realize that most of the times stuff like that is on the other person and you are just a receptacle for their shit so um you know and I, I choose not to be that receptacle anymore so and I choose not to make people my receptacle because it's not fair so um I guess that's growth huh wow look at that growth so I mean maybe that can be our um because I really don't know where I'm going with this other than I'm just like sitting in this beautiful sunshine talking to you guys and um, actually feeling really good about a lot of things right now. Oh, um, so what was I going to say? The lesson. Oh yeah, so the lesson today or the epiphany moment or whatever we want to call it might be that not everybody's stuff is yours. In fact, I don't think any stuff that anybody else has is yours. Even if you're in an intimate relationship with somebody, their stuff is still their stuff and your stuff is still your stuff. And I'm not talking about I'm not talking about material stuff here. So don't start blah 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 blah. I'm not talking about materialistic stuff. I'm talking about emotions. Oh, let's just go to CR. Hurts, habits and hang-ups, okay? Their stuff is their stuff, your stuff is your stuff. If you choose to support each other, awesome, but you cannot carry someone else's stuff while you still have your own. You'll break your back. Okay, you'll break your mind, you'll break your spirit, you'll relapse, you'll screw it all up, okay? Um, your your intimate partner should not ever, ever be your sponsor, okay? And I'm just saying this, Not even this isn't even a CR thing, this is just common sense to me. And um, although they can be your accountability partner, having somebody outside of the intimate relationship to be your accountability partner is probably a really wise idea because that way you can be accountable for how you are in the relationship by somebody who is not in the relationship with you, okay? So don't be carrying around someone else's shopping cart when you've got two of your own. Um, Don't put on someone's backpack on the front and yours on the back because you're just going to tip over. So um, you can love, you can support you can um constructive advice people but you cannot shoulder their stuff okay and i know that sounds kind of odd to people who are so used to people pleasing and taking on everybody else's stuff and empaths i am an empath i'm a true empath so learning how to do this is not easy and i've gotten a lot 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 better at it but i still at times have to be pulled back rein back in a little bit and people have to remind me that I cannot take on the world's problems, okay? 
I can't. I can try to fix them in my own little way, and I can love on people and, you know, help people to a point by giving them water and stuff like that, but um, I cannot fix people's problems. They need to fix them themselves. I can give them advice, and I can lead them to resources, and I can go with them to places, but I cannot, cannot, cannot be them and take their take their stuff on. So... Um, so for, let's, let's, I could talk forever to you guys today, I'm just all chatty Cathy Jabberjaw here today, but, um, yeah, I, there's a time limit, well, there's not actually a time limit at all, I could talk to you guys forever, but, um, I just wanted to leave this little, I'm just trying to think if there was anything else, and there was, um, at church today, this guy came in, and, um, I can't give out too much information, but he was a missionary from one of the countries on here that I have ranked in that is not very Christian. Okay, let's leave it at that. And, um, he was pretty amazed that I knew the country he was, um, going to and, um, the fact that the podcast with the amount of, um, God talk in it actually was playing there. And I I was kind of actually amazed that too when I saw it ranked. And I still don't know how exactly that happened. But anyway, um, so... And I've been thinking about this anyway, but I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking maybe when the discipleship program is over and not before, because I need this, I need to be learned, um, that maybe I might want to do a missionary trip or six, um, because why not, right? I don't have any pets right now and I won't have any pets in the near future because of where I live at is like pet free zone. Um... You know, I love to travel, and I love meeting new people, and I really do love to help people help themselves. And it's a possibility, because I've been talking missionary work for a minute here, and I was just thinking, you know, there's plenty of missionary in downtown Flag, um, without a doubt. There's plenty of missionary in the United States. You know, it doesn't have to be in some, um, I don't know how to say it. It doesn't have to be in another country. It doesn't have to be in another culture. It doesn't have to be in another, um, what was I thinking? I was thinking plane, but that's, I guess that's kind of, kind of what it was. And then I was thinking atmosphere. It doesn't have to be in another atmosphere. That's interesting. Um, (laughs) that's interesting. That was one of Christopher's favorite bands was atmosphere. So I don't know if that's what that's all about or not. If he's just letting us know that. Even though he's not here, he's still here. Um, maybe he was that bird that went to go and attack that dude that was walking by on the sidewalk. I don't know. There's always signs. You can always make signs up too, but there's always signs. And though I didn't ask for a specific sign today, you know, things are just weird like that. Um, there could possibly be another train coming too. Uh, I believe there is. So, um... Yeah, so there's that. Yep, that was a slow train. This must be a really, really heavy train. So, um... It might be... Um, wow, this has got an old engine on it. Okay, I'm gonna cut you guys down for a second. Okay, so, um... The train is, like, going, like, barely one mile an hour. Maybe. So I'm just going to finish this up. You can hear it in the background breaking. Um, it does this from time to time when 
I think there's too much. There's a train called Dong, D-O-N-G. Anyway, um, I think it does this when there's um, oncoming traffic or just too much or a delay somewhere else on the tracks because there's been a lot of trains going on today. So um, there's been a lot of trains. So I'm not sure what is going on with this. I feel bad for the people in downtown Flag if this train gets stopped too long because they're just kind of in trouble kind of a little bit screwed because the tracks are closed and they can't go excuse me unless they know the shortcuts um so i'm telling you if you're ever in a city and there's lots of trains just follow where the buses go because they know the ways around it i'm starting to speed up again so um I really wish I could remember what the main point was that I was trying to get at you guys. I gave you kind of a lesson, and um, I'm kind of giving you some future thought. And um, I don't know. It's just been a pretty good week. I'm jazzed about the uh, interview with Dustin. So if you guys haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. I think it's show 151. And uh, I'm just going to sign off now because this guy's starting to roll. So uh, this is Dawn Shireen, and this is my podcast, Dance with Bipolar. And hey, let's all stay alive, okay? Later.